Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Palm Sunday. For some reason, I don't know if any of you can relate to this, but for some reason I've been reading the same books over and over and over again. Do any of you do that? Have you read, has any of you ever read a book more than twice? Okay, more than three times. More than four times? Wow, okay, good, I'm not alone. I thought I was kind of going crazy because I kept coming back to this one book over and over again. Um, And I think it's because, one, I really get a kick out of the characters that are in the novel that I'm reading. And there's a comfortable familiarity with a well-written book. Also, I know how the story is going to end. And I was thinking about my rereading in the context of all the scripture that we'll be reading this week. The story of the entrance of Jesus into Jerusalem, the place of peace. The reminder of the Last Supper, the trial, the questions, the branch of hyssop being lifted up to the lips. Even the story of the resurrection can sound so familiar that we might hear it, read it, and think, yep, I know this inside and out, I'm good. Yet, yet, this is the most incredible time of the year, Holy Week. And I believe that we can still hear the word of God stand up and shimmer if we allow ourselves to dive deeper into the story itself. Jesus, born of Mary, Joseph, carpenter's son, spent most of his life walking. At that, that's what we read in the Bible, right? Before that, we don't know exactly what happened. It's quite likely that Jesus was an artisan, honing stones and setting large tree trunks in places to create a space for people and their animals. But when we meet him, he's on the road, and he is covered with dust. These roads were unpaved for the most part, unless he is lucky enough to find one that was covered in stones that were made by the Roman Empire. Jesus, the rabbi, likely experienced heat, dirt, dust, cold, hunger, fatigue, poverty, and homelessness. Have you ever really thought of that? We kind of clean Jesus up, and we make him postcard friendly. We know for a fact that he had very little, if any time, of privacy, When he started his public ministry, he unrolled a scroll from Isaiah 61 and read, The Spirit of the God, our God, the Master, is on me because God has anointed me. God sent me to preach good news to the poor, heal the heartbroken, announce freedom to captives, pardon all prisoners, God sent me to announce the year of God's grace. Take note that Jesus stops reading 
Isaiah on grace, or in another translation, the year of God's favor. He does not end on the Isaiah reading, the next verse that reads, a celebration of God's destruction on our enemies. That's not the God Jesus is representing. Jesus was sent to preach the good news, to announce the year of God's grace. Then he said, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. That was, and still is, by the way, Jesus' mission statement. That was the start of his ministry. From nearly getting run off the cliff in Nazareth after he read Isaiah to being baptized in the Jordan, from a wedding at Cana to Capernaum, Jerusalem to Judea, passing through Samaria, which, by the way, was completely off course, unnecessary to go through, back to Galilee, and then repeat that, repeat that, and repeat that. Jesus walked all over Palestine, likely thousands of miles during his three-year ministry. And along the way, he touched people to heal them. He was touched by people, and her bleeding ceased. Jesus blessed the people on the margins, restored those thrown out back into the safety of community, raised the dead more than once. Jesus fed thousands of people, walked on the water, and as we learned last Wednesday, Wednesday, spoke to the storm and created a dead calm. Yeah, we sort of know this story. And still, we know that Jesus did so much more that in John 21, it is written that were all those signs and wonders written about what Jesus did, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. That being said, I'm not sure we fully start beginning to get it until we hear it again and again and again. Philippians chapter 2, 6 through 11 is known as the Christ hymn. Breaking it down in the Greek, it reads... Let the same mind be in you that was and still is in Christ Jesus, who since, who since he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be snatched, not exploited. I had that wrong on Thursday. To be snatched, which is to be taken violently away from. But rather, Jesus emptied himself, taking on the form of a doulos, which is either slave or servant, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, Jesus degraded himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. This is where we're heading this week. From the face that was turned to Jerusalem to the Last Supper, where the disciples' feet were washed by the servant Christ through the Friday that we call good. Jesus emptied himself out in service to not just one nation, but to all nations that came before and those who are to come. 
Our corporate and individual calling is to do the same. To pour ourselves out in service to others over and over and over again, even when we don't feel like it. And if we're in a place where we are down and out, being a servant to others is guaranteed to change your mood for the better. I'd like to follow the vicar's footsteps in sharing with you a writing by Jan Richardson titled, Blessing That Becomes Empty As It Goes. So if you'd like to turn to that, that's on your purple sheets. Blessing that becomes empty as it goes. This blessing keeps nothing for itself. You can find it by following the path of what it has to let go, of what it has learned it can live without. Saying this blessing out loud a few times, and you will hear the hollow places within, how it echoes in a way that gives your voice back to you as if you had never heard it before. Yet this blessing would not be mistaken for any other, as if in its emptying it had lost what makes it most itself. It simply desires to have enough room, to have room enough to welcome what comes. Today, it is you. So come and sit in this place made holy by its hollows. You think you have too much to do, too little time, too great a weight of responsibility that none but you can carry. I tell you, lay it down just for a moment if that's what you can manage at first. Five minutes. Lift up your voice in laughter and weeping, it doesn't matter, and let it ring against these spacious walls. Do this until you can hear the space within your own breathing. Do this until you can feel the hollow in your heart where something is letting go, where something is making way. Are you ready to be poured out? in service to others, to fill a hole that might be inside of you, to pour out and to be servants. I know I am. So now turn with me to the song, Will You Let Me Be My, Will You Let Me Be Your Servant? And for this good news, we can all say, thanks be to God. Do you run from